Hey everyone, welcome to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host and fellow above knee amputee, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And if you're new, welcome. Um, Pardon the background noise. um, And you might see my hair blowing and hear the wind. I decided to go up north this weekend with my family. So we're in northern Arizona. And um, everybody had to get back down for work and things like that. So I stayed up for an extra day um, because I wanted to fish some more. (laughs) I love to fish. And... um, It's more about just the time alone and just the quietness of it. And so when it's midweek up here, um, I have a better shot of having the lake kind of to myself versus sharing it with hundreds of other people trying to fish all off the same side. So that's what I was doing this morning. That's what I did a little last night, yesterday morning. And like I said, I'm up up in a cabin and it's really, really nice out and it's kind of nice to be someplace where you can have the windows open yes even in arizona up here up north it's not too hot it's only in the 70s but i know i'm going back down to the hundreds um, near phoenix so i'm going to enjoy this the rest of today and then head back because well mom's got to be home with the family so i thought today as i was sitting and just i had like the entire lake to myself and it was really exciting and it you know i wasn't fishing for anything particular i love casting and reeling it in and you know and feeling that tug of a fish nibbling on the end and you know you can even lie to yourself and sometimes it's just the grass but it's still the excitement that um kind of rules my heart and i can spend hours i did this last weekend we were up here last weekend and um, I stayed the extra day Tuesday and I end up all of a sudden realizing like five hours had passed and I was down at the lake the whole time and was like, oh, I got to get home. I got to get packed up and head back down to, to uh, the valley. So I thought today I didn't stay out as long and I thought I'd, I'm going to do a cabin uh, podcast today. You know, I've done in the past some fireside chats when I've been on the road And I didn't want to have to race down just to set things up in my normal area and try to shove that in between that and grocery shopping this afternoon. So here I am up north in Arizona and enjoying the cool weather, enjoying the cabin, enjoying the lake. And as I was sitting there fishing the last few days, I started thinking about all the people that have entered my life recently, all the amputees that I've been talking to, and I started thinking, you know, I bet there's an analogy here. So, of course, I had to come up with an analogy on fishing and being an amputee. So here we go. Stick with me. I was just thinking, you know, it doesn't matter. People will ask me, did you catch anything? Did you catch anything? And yes, yesterday I did. I caught a huge northern pike. Um, and that was really fun because they are a game fish. And they're probably one of our biggest fish here in this little lake. And, you know, when you're sitting just on the shore and just casting out, you know, if you don't cast or reel it in quick enough, all you're catching is the bottom feeders of catfish. And I can't stand the catfish. They're juicy and gooey and 
Um, their fins all have spikes that come out. So like a normal fish, you can kind of drag your hand down to get the hook out and throw them back in the water. And with catfish, those suckers, all three, the back and the sides, all stay out and have a nice sharp edge to them. So between their mushy, squishy bodies and their very hard, pointy fins, they're not fun to catch. But a game fish, if you're reeling in quick and a game fish hits your line, it is a fun fight. Now, I know it sounds bad. I know some people are like, oh, you're injuring the fish, and I'm sorry. Nope just doing it for fun. I know that I 90% of the time I don't catch anything. So for me, the fun is just seeing how far out I can cast, getting good at casting and reeling in. And even if it, there's just nibbles and little dings on my reel or my rod, I love the, that feeling. So for me more, it's the quiet time and it's the just, it's almost meditative, right? Cause you're just, you cast, you reel, you cast, you reel you cast your reel. And if you do that for four or five hours, you're doing probably a thousand different casts. And it's just fun to see how, how good you can get and how um, succinct you can get with your, your casting. But moving on to how in the world this could actually be equated to something in the amputee life. Well, here's what we've got. I can actually go down and I can fish with my family or the people next to me, whoever's out there and everything. And we all are fishing on the same lake. We're all fishing for the same fish. I mean, I think we have catfish, northern pike, smallmouth bass, um, perch. I think that's about it that I've heard of down there. And, you know, everybody's using a little bit of something different with their, their lures. Some are doing casting lures, some are doing bobbers with fish or, or little baby fish or worms and waiting for a bite that way. You know, patience and just sitting and watching the bobber versus active casting and reeling. And as I was sitting out there, especially this morning, I was thinking about all the people that I've been talking to that have recently lost their leg. And they are all about at the same place, which is really ironic that I met all these wonderful ladies around the same time, all getting ready for between January and March amputations, above knee and below. But I will talk to the above knee because, of course, I only talk from personal experience and I don't know um, everything there is to the below knee amputee. And there are some differences. But when it comes to this moment in time, what they're all going through right now is the fitting process of their first prosthetic. And that is like fishing. Um, first off, you have your prosthetist. And everybody's prosthetist is different. Everybody's prosthetist has different amount of years of experience and, and different things they like to do, how they like to fit you, they how what type of prosthesis they like to fit people, depending on your above knee or below knee. And I likened it to fishing because you just, you don't know what you're going to get. And what I've noticed is, and it's really weird because now that I'm thinking back to mine, some of this stuff sounds familiar and some of this stuff I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you that I didn't have to go through that. I was very lucky. My prosthetist and I got along very well. 
I trusted him, my surgeon trusted him, the PT trusted him, and it was a good circle of uh, medical staff that all worked well together. And, and it wasn't the kind of people that get any kickbacks from it. They're just all good friends and they help each other out. Well, when I went in to speak to my prosthetist, I wasn't even an amputee yet, but I came in and I was highly overweight compared to what I normally would be because I'd been sitting around with surgeries for five years prior to that. Um, I told him how I got hurt, which was in Taekwondo, second degree black belt testing. So he knows that I'm, you know, active and um, competitive. Then I told him the things that I do on a normal basis prior to the injury and what I was hoping to do in my future. And I had already in my mind thinking, if this is the way I'm going and amputating, I am going to live big. I want to do everything I possibly can do because I realized for five years, I lost everything that I loved doing that took an activity level of standing, walking, moving, which is pretty much everything, right? I mean, even getting groceries and cooking and baking was hard on me. So imagine wanting to ski and not even being able to touch a ski for over five years. So I went through all that and I told him and he said, listen, this is where I think you need to be. This is the level you should be at, but I want you to go get tested with the PT. And this is the leg I think that you must have. They're great legs, which is the Autobox C leg. And we want to get that fitted. And he said, and just so you know, I'm already thinking about your future. It takes time, he said, and I knew this, to get down atrophying, um, losing weight, everything that happens when you lose half your limb, all the changes that take place with the, the physical attributes of your leg. And once all that is said and done and you kind of plateau finally, and he goes, be patient. It could take two, maybe even three years for that. Once that happens, my goal for you is skin fit because I think you can be more active and I think you're the right person for a skin fit socket, okay? I had no idea what that meant. All I could think about is how does it even stay on? And so, you know, your first concerns as an amputee is how does that thing stay on when there's nothing really holding it on except for suction? And you know, what happens if you sweat a lot or if you are walking downstairs and it just gives? whatever. You you have all these weird thoughts and fears and anxieties when it comes to learning how to move in a, in a fake leg, you know. So I kind of knew my progression. So I went lanyard system, which is basically a liner with the lanyard that's attached to the bottom. It gets threaded through your hard socket and then it Velcros up the front. It's a great safety belt it makes a new amputee feel like there's no way this is going anywhere because it's a long, like the length of my socket, it is that long of a Velcro. It's not going anywhere, and that's great. Then you progress, and you get rid of that lanyard, and you move up to just a liner that has plastic rings at the very bottom of my femur so that when it goes in, it suctions in there, and then you have a one-way valve that you can press to get it out, and then it pushes the air out, but doesn't let the air back in if you're not touching it. So you do that. That's when you start worrying, is it going to fall off? 
or what happens when I shrink? And then you put socks on and everything and you fill it up. So if you don't know much about prosthetics, this may be a bunch of nonsense, but if you're going through this, you, you get what I'm talking about. Putting on all those socks as you go throughout just one day means that you're drawing out all your fluids and you're probably atrophying more. And you're, I mean, it's amazing that even when you sleep at night, when you get up in the morning and put your socket on, you can still have some swelling. So once you put your socket on, you might be fine with a lanyard and a one-ply sock, but by midday, you have to take the one-ply off and put a three-ply on, and by the end of the day, you all of a sudden have a five and a three or something. It's crazy. And that just shows you, one, how much fluids are being pumped out of your leg because of the system. And over time then, a week later or whatever, you're realizing that you start with five ply first thing in the morning. Well, that means that you're atrophying more and maybe even losing weight if you're using your leg and getting out on it. So you go through all that. Once I went through all that and I finally somewhat stabilized, I finally moved to skin fit. And skin fit is literally my skin, my leg going straight in my socket. And the only thing that gets my leg in is a bag that I put on. And I have uh, on my YouTube channel here, I have um, a video of me putting on a skin fit socket. And it's, it's an art form. The first few times I did it, it was frustrating because I didn't get it on straight. Then I had to take it off, put it back on, put it back. And you just go back and forth. But I digress. I love it because it is, I don't put socks on. I have to be stable because I can't put socks on with this. I can't inflate that. So I have to be careful of my weight. Can't gain weight, can't lose weight. Um, Stabilize between five pounds up or down. And that's about as good as it gets. And then hope that by this point in time, and now I'm four years out in this, when I got the socket, I was three and a half years out. This is the longest I've had this socket, and I'm getting a new one now because there has been some more changes. Not necessarily my weight, but I think there's some more atrophying or something that's happening. But plus, I'm kind of pressing out on my socket. I, I tell people, think about a pair of leather shoes. You first put them on, they're tight, but after a few weeks of wearing them, they start to loosen up and sometimes feel good, and then sometimes they get too loose. I think that my socket's gotten to that point because the inside plastic is is pliable and with all the movement I can and heat here I can remold it a little bit and push it out so I think that's probably what it is mostly so anyways going back to that so that's like the different systems but there's also people that do pin lock and I know someone that's going through that right now a couple people actually and you know you can have a specific prosthetist a specific product and a specific type of that product. So pin lock system versus liner system could be this, you know, Autobach could do both products, but they're two different types of systems. So back to my fishing analogy. I know, I'm getting there. Um, you know, I'm sitting down there and I'm thinking, we're all trying to fish for the same thing, but we're using different products, right? And yesterday I was so excited because I went into one area that I'm not a big fan of because I get caught on a lot of weeds, but I was trying. And that's when that that huge northern pike hit. And it was awesome. It was a great fight. My my I was shaking. I was it was awesome. It was just awesome. Anyway, um but yet I went out today and I had the whole lake to myself and not one nibble in several hours. But what I did realize was that I I had patience 
I know, I know what's in that lake, right? I know that there are fish in there. I know that that northern pike I caught yesterday is somewhere in that lake. And I know with patience and a, a positive attitude and a calm uh, demeanor and some good casting skills, I could probably catch that one or others again, right? That's why we go back out. Fishermen like to go back out because they know what is possible. That is how it's like when you first become an amputee and you first start getting fitted. You guys are getting online. You're seeing what all these other amputees are doing. You know that you can get there. If you have the heart for it and the attitude for it and you're healthy, you could probably do what most of them are doing. The problem is these first couple years take a god-awful amount of patience. You have to know that the end is a very clear view that you can have of goal setting and things that you want to do, even if it is just walking without assistance and without pain. If that is your bare minimum goal, you will get there because you know that amputation is not the end of life, but the beginning of a new um, journey. But it is a journey. That is the key word. Just like when I go down fishing and, you know, God forbid, I actually broke my, <laughs> I broke my rod this morning because it caught it on probably a log, which makes me so mad. Came back up to the cabin, grabbed a different rod, went down there, and then something happened and it was, I should have guessed, it was the one reel I can't stand. One, it's backwards for me because um, I I cast with my right and I reel with my left and I had to cast with my right, switch hands and reel with the right. But this is the reel that got all tangled up. So I think I did like four or five casts, maybe, maybe 10. Sometimes they go faster than I think. And all of a sudden it was all gunked up and I could not get it fixed down there. And it's really windy. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just the end of that. So even though... I got disappointed by no fish the first couple hours and breaking a rod. Then I went back down to try a new rod, and that rod just wasn't my fit. I decided, you know what? I don't need the frustration today. It is a journey, and that lake will always be there. I will come back. As an amputee, if you are going through your fitting process or about to go through your fitting process, remember fishing. Remember, patience is what is key here. You are going to get bumped around. You're going to get bruised. It's going to hurt at times. It's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel abnormal because the new norm is an abnormal for most people. Your normal, and I quote unquote because I don't believe in normalcy, uh, it never seems to be. As soon as you think everything's normal in your life with your amputation, something changes. So just so you know, it's the new norm, or you can quote norm, but it's kind of like fishing in the fact that if you're not patient and you want immediate results, you're going to be very, very frustrated and you're going to start hating the life you're leading right now. Just like a lot of people give up on fishing because they're like, this is stupid. Nothing's happening. I'm not getting any bites. The problem is, is I know what's in there. I know what I can catch and I know how fun that can be. But just because today nothing happened doesn't mean I'm thrown in the rod and saying, forget it, I'm done. 
or getting mad about fishing and never touching fishing again. Likewise, if you're an amputee and you're frustrated right now, and I get it, man, this is a journey. And I keep telling everybody that it is a journey, just like life. You don't know if you're a normal looking person with two legs, two arms, you know, you have the ups and downs too. It Life is a journey. It is a journey of ups and downs. It's a journey of uncertainties. Even when you think things are going great and going your way, that's when everything can just come to a halt and your life can be turned upside down in the blink of an eye. Well, why would being an amputee be any different? It's funny because I have heard people write on some of these social media page, uh, pages. So I'm thinking about getting an amputation. My doctor says I'm a candidate. Um, I'm in so much pain now. When I do the amputation, will my life be better? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it just depends. It, one, it depends on your attitude first and foremost. Anybody's life can be better no matter what happens to them. I've seen people have the dark cloud follow them and they have made that lemon, those lemons into lemonade and it's a good thing. Is it perfect? No. But if you know that's the hand you're dealt and you can take that, then you are going to be living a better life. You might be living a better life than someone that has it all together and one thing goes wrong, one little thing happens, like they get maybe a flat tire on the highway and it's like hell in a handbasket. Life sucks. It's horrible. Well, of course this happened to me. It, it is really 90% your attitude. Will your life be better and less painful? Not necessarily. Amputees go through pain all the time. And I'm not just talking phantom pain. I'm talking about pain that happens when you get a rash on your skin because of your prosthetic. It, it, it's the pain that you bruise your femur when you start using your prosthetic for the first time and you're using it wrong. That was me. And I bruised my femur bone up so bad. Um, pain from the way the socket is, is fitting and hitting that section at the bottom. And we get fitted about three to four months after surgery, depending on when the staples come out. The problem is you're not fully considered healed from a surgery until you're about 12 months out or more. So you then, on something that's kind of still tender, you are putting something on that's hitting your residual limb all day long as you wear it and, and do things in it. Um, and you just don't know what's going to happen. When, when we have our surgery, people see that the leg is cut off. And if you've ever looked at someone's limb, you'll see that where their, their staple line is, where they were stitched together, right? The thing you don't see is the stitches that are done inside to take muscle up over your bone so you're not just bone on that skin. They, there needs to be protective layer of tissue underneath the skin layer so your bone isn't smacking everything. So there's internal stitching too that dissolves and, gets, and goes away. So you gotta heal internally. And so that's just part of the journey. But if you keep remembering that what it takes to go down and fish for hours is is a journey, right? Like, it, you don't know what's going to happen. You know it could happen. You know the possibilities of the fish that are out there. And you know the possibility that you could go down and cast five times and catch something, or you can go down and cast for five hours and catch nothing. And that's part of the journey. To enjoy the process is what is key. So when you are going through all your fittings, 
If you can learn how to enjoy the ups and downs of it, and and I say enjoy in a very broad sense. Of course, some of the times it's just horrible. And I'm going through a process right now, like I'm going to go back down to the valley here and I've got to go see my prosthesis because we remolded my leg and I'm getting a new socket because like I said, this one just isn't fitting right anymore. And what's happening is it's hitting some nerves, different nerves that is zinging me all night long with phantom pain and all day actually, even when I'm in it but it floods at night when it comes off. So it is part of the journey. I hate it. I know it's temporary. I know from all the ups and downs that I've had, I've kept the mental notes to remind myself that when it happens again, remember there will be an end point where there'll be some happiness and joy and comfort and normalcy, quote unquote. But it is a journey. You know what can happen amputation isn't the end of a life. It is the beginning of a new chapter. You write your chapter. You decide how your journey goes. Your attitude will dictate your success rate. And communicating, which I've told all the girls that I've been talking to, you need to communicate. When something doesn't feel right, you need to let them know. And your prosthetist might tell you, yeah, that's that happens a lot. Um, they may even say that's kind of normal. Um, But if you don't tell them, you might hear something like if you decide to finally tell them and step forward and say, well, this has been happening. They may be like, oh, well, that shouldn't be happening. But you don't know. You don't know. And a good prosthetist will say, it's okay that that's happening. We'll fix that. This is not okay. This needs to change. So communication and patience. It is not going to be a one and done. When you get your first fitting, you will go back multiple times to adjust the first socket. It will drive you absolutely nuts. The first few times, so the first few sockets over the first year, it's kind of exciting because you're finally getting something new and it's going to fit better than it was before. And, and, and then you realize that, but with every new socket comes a whole new set of problems that need to be ironed out so that that socket feels good. So it's just this cycle and it's okay It's okay to go through it. You're not out of the ordinary to have issues. The problem is, is no one speaks of those or shows that part on social media. They just talk about all the successes they have, which that's what people want to see and talk about. They don't want to talk about everything that sucked, right? That's, that's living in negative and nobody likes to do that. But to be honest with you is to say it takes patience and it is a full journey that will maybe never truly become second nature, but it's going to get closer and closer. I mean, I'm only four years out, four and a half years out. And my day-to-day living is more what I would call my, my new norm. And despite the fact that a couple months ago, I started feeling more pains happening, then we had to diagnose what was happening, why all of a sudden I hadn't changed weight. I haven't been atrophying anymore what's going on and we think that my socket is actually just thinning so you know that happens when you live in a place that gets 100 degrees 120 degrees and you're outside and you're sweating and heating that thing up and it gets hot that plastic melts it's crazy so i hope you can appreciate my fishing analogy today i just thought it was kind of cool and i wanted to somehow put in something that i have really enjoyed doing ever since i was a little girl i mean you have three big brothers 
our vacations with a family of seven was basically camping up in Wisconsin or um, going to a cabin in Wisconsin or Minnesota and literally getting in a canoe, <laughs> paddling out, pan fishing for me, musky fishing for my brothers, and um, just being out in nature. And I find that being out in nature is the best place to be when you're feeling frustrated and cooped up and stagnant in your journey. Hopefully it'll allow you to see the possibilities, to enjoy the things in your world around you, to take a deep breath in, to feel the sun on your face, and to reset your patience calibration because it is a game of patience. But do know this, that you will eventually get to a place that you personally can deal with the situation and you'll be able to enjoy life again the way you'd like to enjoy it or doing the things you'd like to do. Yeah, getting that first socket doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory now. It's just the beginning of a brand new set of problems and issues that are fixable but need to be dealt with. So stay strong, stay positive. Remember, get out and fish a little. Yeah, take some patience, some lessons on that. And uh, hopefully this will help you get through some of those first steps. And when I say first steps, I'm talking the first couple of years. So if you are a new amputee, meaning anywhere from you don't even have your socket yet, or maybe you're getting ready to amputate, all the way to two years out or more, for me, like I said, it took three years for me to almost regulate, somewhat regulate my, um, my, my limb so that my socket would be the same socket for a while. Otherwise, I was going through sockets every two to three months. So I hope you do have a great rest of your week. I hope it's a blessed week. I hope you're able to get out and enjoy the sunshine. However, you can get out crutches, walker, wheelchair, if your leg isn't on, um, try to bite through it and get through that. And the only way you're going to know where the problems lie is actually using your socket and getting out there and trying it out and seeing what it's good for and what it's not good for. And then you will know how to speak to your prosthetist with the problems and the issues. You won't know what issues you have until you use it. And unfortunately, especially the new ones, you won't really understand the pain that comes with it until you start using it daily and throughout the day. So I know you can do it. Be strong, stay positive. You're warriors. You're all warriors in my book. And if you can get through this, well, I know you can get through it, not if. When you get through this first intro stages of being an amputee, you are gonna kick butt. So stay strong, warriors. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.